could just stand here before you this morning feeling so inadequate, unworthy, but so thankful that the Lord loves us as we are. In all of our flaws, in all of our weaknesses, in all of the messes that we get ourselves into or create ourselves, he loves us still. I'm so very thankful. There are about 15 Sundays in a year. That's 15 times that the Holy Spirit turns his searchlight on us. It's 15 times at least in a year that the Lord, as we come together, obviously I know that's not the only times. As a matter of fact, if you don't gasp and fall off your seat, as I had to make a quit, you can cut this out of the, out of the final as I had to make a little quick pit stop there and I was just praising the Lord and speaking in tongues, it brought back a memory when I was a little girl. My grandma Nail was a very, a prayer warrior, put it that way. She knew the Lord intimately. And there was never a time that she wasn't connected to the Lord, and I can remember when I was a little girl, she had a, a Bible on the back of her commode in the bathroom, and she had her little prayer box in there, and I can remember her just having a ball in the Lord <laughs> with the door closed in there. It's kind of how I felt this morning. Hope you don't think that's horrible. <laughs> Sorry if you do. I'll try not to let it happen again. <laughs> this morning, this service could not have gone any more beautifully to fall into what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do three things this morning. I'm going to read an article from Christianity Today. It's about four years old or so. I'm going to play a song on the piano and recite the words. It didn't come out as a singable song, but a recitable thing that I want to share with you this morning. And then we're going to play a worship song from YouTube that some of you may know and I hope you can be blessed by because I feel like it's ordained of the Lord that we do this. Is that okay with you? The writer's name is Carl Vaters, V-A-T-E-R-S, and this was first published in May, in the May issue 2016 of Christianity Today. And the headliner says, how will we know when the next great move of God happens? Because it will be felt outside the church, too. All my life, I've heard preachers talk about 
a coming worldwide revival. But it hasn't happened. There have been pockets of excitement from the Jesus movement of the 1970s to local spiritual outbreaks. Think about the Brownsville revival in Florida and the Toronto blessing in Canada. One thing they all have in common, the average person has no idea that they happened. Because of that, I thought I would never say this, but something is happening now. A God thing is coming. There's a God thing that's been nagging at the back of my brain, tickling at the very root of my soul, nudging the deep recesses of my heart. I feel it. It's formless, but it's rising on the fringes of the church right now and outside the church. It's popping up in the frustrations of sincere believers who are sincerely fed up, in the longing of seekers who don't like what they're finding, and deep in the souls of believers like you and me who keep on looking, keep on working, and keep on praying for more and more, for better, for Jesus himself. I'm tempted to give it a name, but I can't because it won't fit into any of our buzzwords, old or new. It isn't renewal, it isn't revival or reformation. It isn't emergent, it isn't emerging or even relevant. And it will probably look more pre-modern than modern or postmodern. And it will make us scramble for new words to use to describe it, but they all will fall short. It's more than a movement. It's not about worship styles, gimmicks, or denominations. It's extra-denominational, multi-ethnic, and cross-generational. It's about holiness without legalism, grace without moral compromise, and peace that passes all understanding. It will move us forward without leaving our foundation. Oh, I'm so thankful. Yes, our foundation matters. It will drop us to our knees in prayerful repentance, and it will lift us to our feet in grateful praise and send us out in an explosion of the great commandment and the great commission. It will reaffirm the authority in all its beauty, holiness, grace, and yes, messy reality. It will be opposed by the cynics, studied by the scholars and embraced by the hungry, the thirsty, and the empty. But it will not be ignored. This will not just be in the church, 
but it will be through the church. It won't be focused on just making us feel good about ourselves because it will make us better. It will meet people where they are, but it won't leave them where they are. It's coming to the church, but it's not coming for the church because Jesus wants to do something new through us, not just among us. And maybe that's the most important thing about this move. It will find its roots in the local church as it always does, but this time it will also be God's gift for those outside of our buildings, our denominations, and our other extra-biblical structures, because it has to. There will be a new missionary flow. It will probably start in nations that have not traditionally been Christian, because what God's already doing in those nations is being felt outside their church walls. While Christianity is increasingly seen as ineffective in Europe and most of North America, there are pockets of Latin America, Africa, and Asia where some amazing moves are, of God are happening now. And that's what Jesus wants to do everywhere. And he will if we let him. Don't miss what Jesus wants to do. The next great move of God will make a lot of church people uncomfortable. And they may miss out. Mostly because they'll try to do one of the following. Hoard it. Control it. Make money from it. Fail to see it because it doesn't look like they expected it to look. Reject the good in it because of the extremes in it. And yes, there will be extremes in it. There are unhealthy extremes in every move of God because there are people in it. That's why much of the New Testament was written to lovingly but sternly correct the extremes of the early church without rejecting the whole. You remember in Mark 9, 39, the disciples chastised another a worker for Christ for driving out demons in Jesus' name because he wasn't one of them. And what did Jesus say? He said, if he's not against us, He's for us. Leave him alone and let him do his own thing. In so many words, those who will experience God's next move in all its explosive beauty will be the ones who can't wait to dive into it despite the messiness of it. Yes, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but I know this. I don't want to miss it. 
and I don't want to keep it to myself. All three of these things that we've talked about this morning, and I'm going to play this uh, message in a song, if you will, are about the same thing, about a move of God. Joel 2, 28 30 through 32 says, It will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants will I pour out my spirit in those days. I will display wonders in the sky and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be those who escape, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Last week I mentioned, the Lord put this in my spirit. And I thought, Lord, I don't have any answers. All I have is questions. And he led me to this article. And then I pulled up several other ministers that I love to listen to. And guess what they said? What will the next move of God look like? We don't know, but we're looking for it. And that's what this talks about. What will the next move of God look like? This is different than anything the Lord's ever given me before. What does a move look like today? Will it be like the past, the same old ways? For God said, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. When my spirit, I pour out on all of you. So what does a move look like today? The mighty hand of God led his people out of Egypt's bondage. And through the wilderness he led with clouds by day and fire by night. In Joel, he gave the former and the latter rains. And he promised our children would prophesy our old would dream their dreams. Our young men would see godly visions. Even our skies would sing the story with blood moons, fire and smoke, and the earth 
will bring forth its new wine, its new grain and oil. So what does a move look like today? In Acts 2, a violent sound of rushing wind was heard. And that sound filled the whole place where they were sitting. They saw tongues of fire and it fell upon every one of them. And the Holy Spirit gave them new language. And they were speaking about the mighty, mighty deeds of God. And Peter said, oh no, these men are not drunk as you suppose they are. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So what will a move look like today? have an answer. I only have a question. And I hope you have the same question too. So that we'll be watching and looking and we'll know when it comes because it will reach others besides just us. Dawn, if you would cue up the song. with me would lift your hand and say, we need a move. I want to move. I want to see it. I want to see it here and I want to see it out there. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Oh, shabakotosia bakataya bokoshatai. We bring our hungry hearts, Lord. We bring our thirsty hearts, oh Lord, to fill us up so that we can take a move through us, Lord, to others. Shokoto Soyabakiatoki. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope you felt the presence of the Lord this morning. I know I have. And it's what we come for, isn't it? Father, we just pray that we set our hearts upon you and that we keep them there, Lord, 
and that we see with open eyes, oh God, what you are doing. Oh, we pray for the things that we don't see. We pray for the things that we want to see changed and have happen. Oh God, but don't let us miss what you are doing among us, Lord. Challenge our hearts to get deeper. Challenge our hearts, Lord, to go further. That that move starts in us. Oh, thank you, Father, for being here with us today. Thank you for loving us, Lord, and reaching out to us in our inability, in our humanity, and raise us up to be in your presence. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Go with us from this place, oh God, but not from your presence. And we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Are all minds clear? I want to ask. Anyone have a, anything to say this morning? And I can see there's three men dressed in white. It looks like Jesus. He never says anything to me. He just looks at me. And if I start praying, and every once in a while, he'll, it seems he moves a little. But there's three of them, and they're all dressed in long white robes. And they, it's the face that I see of Jesus and the way people paint him here. He never touches me. He never says anything to me. And I, I'm always sitting down when I talk to him. And he'll stand there for a few seconds, minutes, or I don't know. And they all go away. But I feel such a peace. And I can lay there and get, go to sleep. I always look to the morning. First thing I try to do is get up. And I can't. And this morning, I couldn't even move. I had to ask Becky to come and help me get out of bed. But I know he's there. He lets me know he's standing there and he's watching over me. I don't know what he wants me to do or say, but I'm waiting on him. He'll tell me. And when, I, when he tells me, I'm, I'm sure he's going to tell me to get up and walk. And I'm looking forward. Father, we're so thankful for this manifestation. We're thankful, oh God, that you watch over your own. Oh God, I'm thankful that in, oh God, in those times that she looks and she sees you, Lord, that you're there for her. Oh Lord, we know that she will soon be in your presence, oh Lord, and she'll know it's you, Lord. She recognizes that it's you, Oh, God. Oh, Lord, I just pray that you give strength 
and health, oh God. Give help that is supernatural, oh God. In these days, Lord, when she's struggling, oh Lord, to move and to walk, oh God, you're real. You're so real, and we look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you, Lord Jesus. Oh, you're our heavenly Father, and you watch over your own. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else? Yes, Lord. Anyone else? Father, what an unusual service this morning. But what a blessing to be in your presence. What a blessing to know that you have a move coming to us, O oh God. And help us, Lord, to set our mind upon you that we recognize it and we do not miss it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, go with us today, Lord. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your keeping, Lord God. We thank you for shining your light upon us as we walk this path following you to the best of our ability. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.